Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us today on our very first episode of Your Mortgage Process. Today, we have Samantha Valone Verway joining us. Samantha, am I, do I have both names correct? <laughs> you do have both names correct. I am Samantha Valone Verway, working on officially becoming the Verway part. Don't tell my Just husband Verway. that. Just Verway. We're going to get rid of the Valone. Get rid of the Valone. Don't tell my husband it's not done yet. <laughs> COVID kind of put a shift in that time schedule. Uh, it so. happens. Yeah, I mean, it happens. He's fine. We're still married, so it's fine. Right. right. <laughs> so I thank you for joining us today. Samantha's a real estate agent here in our local marketplace in Monmouth and Ocean County, New Jersey. Samantha, again, thanks for joining us today. Uh, I know we want to talk a little bit about the market uh, for home buyers, for home sellers, maybe a little bit of what's going on overseas. Samantha, what are you thinking today? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. My this pleasure. This office is absolutely stunning. It's got the it, biggest skylight in the country. It, it And a basketball court. I mean, this right? is extremely impressive. All right. For those of you that <laughs> do not know where my office is, we're based at the Bellworks Building in Homedale, New Jersey. And it's really spectacular. If you haven't been here before, you got to come in and check it's the place like out. It's like Disney World for the corporate Elite. <laughs> Basically. Well, I don't know about elite, but <laughs> I think it's I think so. But yeah, thank you for having me. And I mean I do work I work in the Keller Williams Realty office, Ocean Living. Mm-hmm. And um I work a lot with buyers and sellers in this crazy real estate market. And I really shouldn't say crazy, I should say dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um because as you know, there's a lot going on in the world. So I wanted to sit down today with you and kind of give people an idea of what they're going to be looking for as we head into the spring market. Sure. So, I mean, before you even start, because I know the wealth of information, you know, let's just for one, I work a lot with buyers, let's Mm -hmm. just say. So, for example, if you're a buyer going into this market, what am I looking at moving forward? Well, it's a great question, Samantha. You've been in the industry for a while. We know last year was really crazy with a ton of buyers in the marketplace and limited inventory. Uh, When you look at nationally, what housing appreciation was at, it was close to 20%. And regionally, it was higher. There's parts of Arizona, 30%. You can see parts in New Jersey that were uh, 20%, 25%. So unfortunately, we're probably going to see a lot of the same going into this year. Uh, where it's projected, a lot of different projections out there from a housing appreciation standpoint. If you were to look at what Goldman Sachs thinks about this year, they're anticipating that property values are going to go up 16%. National Association of Realtors projected to go up 5.7%. Zillow projects it to go up 16%. So I think we're going to see a lot of increases in value over the course of this year. That's exactly correct. And, you know, one of the other things I wanted to ask you is because we hear this a lot when we're talking, when I'm talking with clients is, well, I'm going to wait for the market to slow down. I'm going to wait to purchase until prices go back down. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, how do you see that being maybe not the best idea to wait, you know, as from an interest rate standpoint, from an inventory standpoint, someone that says to you, you know, I think I'm going to wait to get out there until maybe, you know, six or 12 months from now. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think that there's a good time to wait. I mean, it's like playing playing Russian roulette, Mm -hmm. right? Who knows where the market's going to go? I mean, you look at some of the experts and where they're expecting the appreciation to go, it would indicate that now's the time. I mean, unfortunately, it looks like some from an interest rate standpoint, that interest rates are not going to drop again to where we saw them at record lows over the course of the past 18 months, where rates have went from the high twos, 3%, back to 4%. Now, in a normal economy, you're going to see interest rates even higher than that. 
So affordability has changed a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, so with that being said, it really depends on someone's long-term plan, right? So if you plan on being in a house longer term, there's never a bad time to buy because at the end of the day, you're going to be paying a mortgage. The question really comes down to, are you paying your own mortgage or are you paying your landlord's right. mortgage? If you're there for the long term, that value of that house is up, it's down, it's yeah. up, it's down. But you, in, in the long run, it's there's never a bad time to purchase that home. There, there just isn't. It's like the stock market. Stock market only goes up or down if you withdraw <laughs> your money, right? Yes. Same with the housing market. Exactly. The you know, housing market, it's a house that you live in. If it goes up, it has, statistically, it's always going to go up over the course of time with some volatility or some volatile activity in between. Now, you said, mentioned a really important word, which is affordability. Yeah. So now if we flip it over to sellers, for example, and we've got sellers that are saying, well, it's a seller's market. I can sell whenever I want. That's mm -hmm. not necessarily true when you're looking at affordability and interest rates. Well, it's not. I mean, it started when interest rates start to go up, it starts to limit some of the buyer pool that's out there. And some of the frenzy that we saw last year, a lot of first time home buyers coming into the market. Yeah. With that, interest rates are really low, right? So it was like a golden ticket. To get into it. it was like, here is your more. golden ticket. You can afford X amount. And I mean, who wouldn't go after that? So it right. was exactly that. It was a frenzy with these interest rates creeping up. Mm -hmm. The amount on that golden ticket goes down a little bit, correct? It, it sure does. Okay. It does impact people's affordability from a payment standpoint. And with that being said, if you wait to sell your house, interest rates continue to go up. Right. Well, long term, you're going to see some stabilization in the values, right? If you look, I mean, at the end of the day, you either want to sell your house or you don't want to sell your right. house. If you're waiting to time the market perfectly, then you're always going to set yourself up for, for failure. Right. It's trying to like it's trying to buy Amazon when it first comes out in what it's worth yes. today. Hindsight's yes. always twenty twenty, but at the end of the day, on it, you know, you got to get into the market. You got to get into it, and especially now when there's a pro to either side. You know what I right. mean? There's a pro to buying in this market right now and there's a pro to selling in this market right mm -hmm. now. I feel like if the tables were turned and you say, well, you're risking A, B, C, and D on the buy or sell side, then maybe you'd have to stop and think about it. But right now, it's a market that is still stable. Um, we're still, you know, we're seeing record low inventory. Mm -hmm. um, we're seeing buyers still lining up at open houses it's and we're it's only february march 1st it's tomorrow right so if that's not an indication of what to expect for the spring you know like you said i think we're going to have another crazy market it is up. we're going to have a crazy market you know i think the other thing that people need to take into account is we've seen a lot of appreciation over the course of the past couple of years but if you look at overall market appreciation over a 10-year time frame it hasn't been increasing off the charts. We've right. just seen all that appreciation that we should have received in the past 10 to 15 years. We just happened to get it all back in a couple few year time frame. So there's some wisdom out there that would say values are never really going to come back down if the market has just stabilized itself and returned to the, the new normal. That's great. Now, with that being said, too, there's a lot going on in the world internationally that we're all aware of um, with Russia and Ukraine. And there's a lot of international affairs Um you know, we're in, there is a war going on right now. Right. So we can't predict the future, obviously. Mm -hmm. What can you say, you know, as far as external factors affecting the real estate market? I do have a lot of people concerned with, with those things. So what, what is um, speculated for, you know, moving forward? Yeah, you know, the first thing I would say about that is really bless the people in the Ukraine. It's really a terrible thing that they're going through right now. It's, um, it's really difficult. It's yeah. um, emotional. Sure. And it kind of, you know, I was talking to a couple of friends and clients and it's, 
you know, I said we were talking about their families. They're saying, what do we look out for for our families for the for the future? Or, you know, what you know should we be concerned about? And I think at the end of the day, you kind of got to put that into perspective too. There's so much going on. Sure. Um, you know, take a second and just yeah. it, it's a lot to to process. No um, question. And so hearts, my heart is um, very heavy and goes out to everything that is going on. Yeah. Overseas. And hopefully they resolve this conflict soon. Yes. And they can move on to a regular way of life. I mean, we're just sitting here in the studio Isn't doing our thing today, and they're going through some real hard times out in, yeah. in that area. So God bless them all. Exactly. It's very, very emotional. And and as we know, it's it's news and it's current events, and current events affect everything that's happening in all aspects of life, including business, families, things that we bring here, sure. including the real estate market. Sure. So I think it's very interesting to take current events and, and bring it into what we do here every day. Yeah. You know, it'll be interesting from a from a business standpoint with what's going on overseas, you know, what happened, how that impacts our real estate market and how it impacts interest rates. Yep. I mean, the first thing that, that we should say is as the conflict continues to escalate, that it should impact our markets here in the States because it's really a global economy that we're in. Uh, this morning, this is Monday, so this morning, the Dow futures were down 500 points. The market opened low, and it's since started to rebound a little bit. But generally, when you see the Dow dropping, that's usually a good sign for long-term interest rates. And the reason for that is long-term interest rates, in part, are tied to the 10-year Treasury bond yield. When the stock market's dropping, you also see that 10-year Treasury bond yield drop as mm -hmm. well. Uh, today's a great example. We've seen the bond yield drop 11, 12 points. I haven't looked at it in the past couple of hours, but that's a good sign for longer-term interest rates, which could impact affordability if they continue to go in that direction or, or drop. And that would be great because I know prior to all of these um, you know, uh, international events occurring, we weren't sure. Mm -hmm. we, we had gone from, you know, we were at 3.75 and then two weeks later we were, you know, approaching the four rather quickly. Mm -hmm. So it is interesting to hear like the chance of a, a more sh stronger stabilization, if you will, yeah. for these rates, taking into account everything that's happening overseas. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how the markets react. I mean, people are afraid. Yeah. And when people are afraid, that impacts the stock market. I think from a buyer pool standpoint, there's such a pent-up demand for people looking to purchase houses that you'll just continue to see an influx of buyers no matter what's going on internationally. Definitely. Definitely. And I think with the low inventory, um, I just think it's only going to bring an extremely busy mm -hmm. spring market. Um, I think we're going to see similar things, you know, from the real estate side, it was lines at the open houses, multiple offer situations on the homes, and um, just a very, very active sure. uh, market. Well, this is where it gets fun. Yeah, this is the fun right? part, right? So you got Here. a lot of people looking for housing, and that's the great thing about it. Yeah. You know, people are looking looking for housing, looking for bigger houses, looking for their first time home buyer houses. Oh, yeah, we're, I've, got my, I've got my sneakers on today. We're ready to start running around <laughs> in, the, in the market. The sneakers go with the headphones. Yes, the sneakers go with the headphones. <laughs> and the hairdo, and we are good to go. So, but it's going to be a very, very dynamic market. It's exciting. Yeah. I feel like, you know, if I had any advice for a buyer or seller, it's don't let anything scare you. If anything, ask a question. You know, yeah. that's what we're here for. Um, you know, I'm talking to a couple of clients right now that just didn't know how the process works. That's mm -hmm. another thing too. You know, a lot of buyers say, well, I want to buy a house in today's world, where do I start? Mm -hmm. And of course, I send them over to you, my wonderful Greg Wareham. Thank you. Um, but where do they start, Greg? 
They start by picking up the phone and calling me. Okay. Uh, you know, part of this whole podcast is understanding the mortgage process. And you should check out uh, our YouTube channel, which is going to outline the whole mortgage process in a nice video series that we've done over the course of time. But really, education is everything. Understand where you're at, understand, you know, what your financial situation is, understand what your credit situation is, understand what your affordability is, mm -hmm. like understand all the components and then you can make the best calculated decision for your, for yourself as a home buyer. Absolutely. And it's different for everybody. It is. Right? There's different factors that go into it. And the only way they're going to know is to give you a call and yep. you're basically going to go over every financial element that would be required to get the approval for the home. And, you know, when we're talking approval, we're talking a pre-approval, mm -hmm. just kind of saying that the bank is going to give you X amount of money mm -hmm. to purchase that home. So that's the very yeah. first step. It's giving your local lender, Greg Wareham, a call, and he's just going to break it down and say, this is what we need to gather. This is the information I need from you yeah. to be able to tell you how much money we would give you for your house. Sure. And, you know, there's a couple components of that. So the first phone call is really trying to lead someone down the path of becoming pre-approved. Right? Well, what does that mean? Yeah. That really means that they've completed an application. We've discussed income, assets, and we've taken a look at their credit. And then we produce a, a letter for them saying that you're pre-approved, that I've reviewed all that information. From there, after you're pre-approved, you're going to go out with Samantha. You're going to look at... As many houses as you need to. Yeah, we're putting the right our sneakers on and we're going <laughs> and we're running. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, you know, we're going to try to, you're going to find them the right house. When we get to the point where you're putting an offer in on the property, we'll customize that pre-approval right for their offer that they're looking to put in. Once the offer is accepted, then it goes to attorney review. Absolutely. Right. And I like to explain the pre-approval letter as the golden ticket. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in this market, when you're putting in an offer on a home, you mm -hmm. don't do that without a pre-approval letter. Because from the listing agent side of things, if I'm looking at offers on a home and there's no pre-approval, um, it's going to the bottom of the pile because I need to know that the buyer is ready, willing, and able and has done the homework to provide that information for us to know that you're a serious buyer. Sure. So it's extremely important. Yeah. And in this environment right now, you have to be pre-approved. You have to provide your financial information. You just want to be able to put yourself in a position as someone to look into, looking to purchase a home where you have the best possible opportunity of actually having your bid accepted. Yeah. And as a real estate agent, it's the first question we ask when we're taking buyers out. We, we generally don't don't do that until you have the pre-approval mm -hmm. because of how demanding the market is right now. Sure. Um, because, you know, we need to have those things before so we can get you into the door and get you the keys to the house. Sure. So. And you know what, when you're working as a team, and we, and we do this, Samantha, on transactions we're working with. So Samantha, you refer someone over to me, we issue the pre-approval, put an offering on the property, and hopefully we're speaking to the listing agent as well to kind of have a conversation about how qualified they are so they can make the right decision for their client. That's one of the things that I really appreciate when I'm working with you, Greg, is that you take the extra step to contact. If I'm the buyer's agent on a transaction, you will call the listing agent or anyone involved for that matter and verify our client's income, their pre-approval, and let them know how great of a candidate they are. And these are things that I don't think a lot of people think about when choosing their associates that they're going to work with in these real estate transactions. You right. know, I don't do. think people understand how detailed of a process it can be sometimes. So it's so important and it's very appreciated. It does. Well, th thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the, the process is easy. I mean, I know how hard you work with trying to put a deal together, trying to get an offer accepted and all the different components that go into it. 
Uh, it's a, there's a big thing going on behind the scenes for the person buying the home or selling the home that involves your agent, your attorney, and your mortgage person, and the title company, and all these different components yeah. in the process. Exactly, exactly. So it's really good to hear a little bit behind the scenes, you know, backstage, how, yeah. what's really going on after I get off the phone with my lender. This is what we're doing behind the scenes to make sure we get you that home. Sure. So it's very, very interesting. Sure. And you know what, at the at the end of the day on it, from a consumer standpoint, you know, you know, we're just here trying to work for the consumer to put them right. in the best possible position to obtain that goal of home ownership. Absolutely. And, you know, the other thing that I know we, you and I, you've done for my clients before, too, is, you know, we've assessed, we'll assess risks in the homes that they're purchasing. You know, mm -hmm. I can give you a call and say, this is what we're looking at. I know we were approved for X amount. You know, if I offer this and we put this down payment, um, you know, what do you think for our client? And I appreciate that, that you're assessing the situation and you and I will sit down and assess mm -hmm. risks for our clients because we never want to put them in a financially, um, nerve-wracking situation sure so it's really important to have those relationships so i feel and i'm going to be honest i feel like not everybody does that mm -hmm. so it's about finding the right people for you as you move forward with your real estate purchase well and it's one of the things that makes you such great real estate agents care right and you know at the end of it again at the end of the day on us it's all about trying to just do the right thing for the person looking to purchase the home and whatever we can do to put them in the best possible position we will definitely for sure so and you're just the best so Thank you, Samantha. You are you welcome. Too. Well, you're so knowledgeable. You're always there for the client, which I can't tell you how important that is, especially being available at all times. I know in this market, I've dealt with lenders. You know, everybody is wonderful, but it is hard. You know, you're out there for your clients. You're in this market. There's multiple offers. You need a pre-approval, and I can't get someone for 48 hours, you know, and then the house right. is gone. So being, choosing lenders and real, uh, real estate agents who are available to you is extremely important. Yeah, you got to work with local people. Yep. And I appreciate the commercial for me, by the way. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> It'll be airing Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I didn't even realize I did it. <laughs> but it's the truth. Well, it is you. the truth. So. Thank you. And then, I mean, from a seller stand, we talked so much about the buyer with the lender, but you don't think about how it affects the seller, too. You know, yeah. you're going through all these offers. You're looking at the pre-approvals, but who are they coming from? What right. banks are they coming from? Yeah. How much business are they doing? You know, are they reputable? So mm -hmm. all these details are important. So it, it is, and you can see from a consumer standpoint how it could be really frustrating. Yeah, especially you put in. I put in offers for thirty different properties, and I'm not having my offer accepted on any of them because we see we've seen that. Yeah, and the the challenge with it is just a lot of moving parts behind the scenes, and you. I have to work within a network of people that can try to support what you're trying to accomplish. Absolutely. I know as a real estate agent, if I am listing a home and I'm going through offers, it is very unlikely that I will choose someone that I have not called on the phone myself, mm -hmm. you know, called the lender. Even though if I have the pre-approval, I'll still call, connect, make the relationship, you know, get a little bit more information on the current status of the client. Just all those little details matter in today's dynamic market. And there's like. still deals out there to be had. Oh, yeah. Right? Absolutely. I mean, I know we've worked on a, a couple of different transactions recently where people paid a fair price for it. I mm -hmm. feel like they were overpaying for the property. You know, it's all relative to the to the market where, where it's at. But at the end of the day, they were happy. They got the house that they were looking for, and they were able to get a payment that was affordable to them. And most importantly, 
them and their family are in the house right now. Yeah. So. And I think what the thing that I heard was most important thing is they're happy. Yeah. So at the end of the day, this is an extremely important life event for most people. Sure. You know, sure, we can you can do investment properties. There's lots of different other things that we that you do and you cover and of course we also work on, but a lot of people are buying their first homes. A mm-hmm. lot of people are selling their family homes. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that they're happy. And there's a lot sure. that goes behind the scenes. So it's kind of nice to be able to sit here and break it down because not everybody knows what we do or what goes on behind the scenes. Right. Or can appreciate this not necessarily just a transaction. Right. right? You know, the transaction is the byproduct of everything you do. You know, everyone's got to make a living. Real yes. estate agent, mortgage people, you know, people, whatever it is that your profession is. But at the end of the day, that's it's about a lot more than that. Right. It's about, again, trying to have people achieve the goal of home ownership and putting themselves, their family, whatever that looks like for them and that, their dog, right? Yeah. Whatever it is that they, they need that house for. Exactly. I, I know for you and I, we've worked together a couple of times where we've jumped through hoops for clients and we found the best option for them. Mm-hmm. You know, we had the opportunity to, to maybe finish the deal here, but we wanted to make sure that they were fully taken care of, that they were happy. So whether it was switching their loan or changing the house, mm-hmm. you know, we're continuing to look, we're never settling for them. Mm-hmm. We always have the goal in mind to make you, you know, we want you to be happy. This right. is a huge life event. And we just, it's so important for them to know that we're there for them. Well, and you know, from a consumer standpoint, just to hang in there. Yeah. It's, it's going to be gonna okay. Get just hang in there. I mean, this yeah. is America. It's all going to work out. Yep. We're going to be fine. Did, did you see that picture over there? Which painted, one? The uh, the American flag. Yes. It was I painted did. by a veteran. Was it? Yeah. It, was it is beautiful. Didn't he do a great job? It is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. His name was, uh, well, it still is Bob. Uh, Bob was actually Rachel's personal trainer. Rachel's my wife. And then he moved to Florida and he was selling this art piece. And that's how I picked it up. It's probably one of my favorite things in this office. It's between the flag and the, I believe that is a Frontierland <laughs> Disney exclusive, one of a kind piece there, it, Greg. It is. It is from the uh, Country Bear Jamboree. <laughs> Frontierland. I thought so. <laughs> so when I was set, so I grew up in in Miami. I moved when I was about. I didn't 13. know you grew up in Miami. So I was down in Miami for seven years, and we moved then to Massachusetts when I was about thirteen years old. Okay. But but I come from a, a very blue collar background. We never went on vacation at all. But my mother took me and my sister, it was before my brother was born, took me and my sister to Disney World. And it was kind of a no frills type of vacation, right, right, but I got right. to buy one thing. And it was one of those, uh, it. it's a piggy bank. Is it really? It's a piggy bank. So anyway, I broke it. So <laughs> Of course I broke it. I'm just oh. a kid. I broke it. And uh, my wife found me one online and gave it to me. For, it might have been for Father's Day last year. Oh, she's the best. And if you notice, I have two of them. I, was, I wasn't going to say uh-huh. it on the podcast, but he has two of them. So Faith, my 18-year-old daughter, was at a, she was in Keyport, and she was at a, what do you call those places where you buy discount stuff? Um, like no, it a, wasn't a flea market. It was, you know, Let's call it a flea market. Sure. So it's a flea market, and she found one there like two weeks later. So that's how I ended up with two of them. That is so special. And they really, I mean, they're very unique. They definitely caught <laughs> my eye. Happy. They caught my eye. So I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love this office. It's just a whole bunch of fun. So Samantha, I did want to circle back on that one transaction that we had together. Let's call it with... Uh, Patrice. Patrice. I like that. And talk about that in a little bit of detail. But before we do that, I'd like to go to a quick break. Yeah. Uh, Grab a glass of water. Play some basketball. 
There we go. Yeah. Right? I made dunk. Yeah, there we go. I'm not very good, but I'll certainly try. Well, any of you that know me know I clearly can't dunk a basketball. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, there is a full basketball court in Greg's off lobby of his office. That's yeah. what we're referring to. So. <laughs> so let's go to a quick break. We'll pick it back up in a few minutes. Sounds good. Thanks. So I want to take a couple minutes today to thank one of our sponsors, Sal's Gourmet Pizza, located on Route 9 in Manalapin, New Jersey. If you're really looking for some of the best Italian pizza and catering in the central New Jersey area, certainly check out Sal's. I've been there on several occasions, very family-friendly, great family business. It uh, does an exceptional job, and thank you for catering this today for us, Sal. We certainly appreciate you and the listeners out there. Again, you want the best cheese pizza? Gourmet pizza, gourmet Italian dishes. Please check out Sal's Route 9, Manalapin, New Jersey. Well, welcome back, everybody. Hey, before we get into a story about a transaction that we had, I just wanted to, to comment. Nick, our producer, he yelled at me for being too handsy. <laughs> so if you hear any background noise, it's me moving my hands a lot. He told me I'm not allowed to do it anymore. So I'm just going to sit here, sit here like a statue. <laughs> it's the Italian. We got in trouble for the Italian hands. Well, I, I had my DNA done. Oh, really? I'm 42% Italian. And I always, so the running joke, no, I shouldn't say joke, but in the area that I grew up in, I lived in Miami, then I moved to uh, New England. But in that Boston area, South Boston area I'm from, it, the running statement was everyone's half Italian and half Irish. <laughs> So I figured, so people would ask me what I was. I'm half Italian and I'm half Irish. And you said it just like that. Yeah, none of which is true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 42% Italian, almost no Irish, and then Eastern European. Interesting. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah, but I think I'm going to get it updated because now they can like narrow down specifically where you're from. I was going to say, do you think your genetics changed? Maybe. or? <laughs> I, like, I don't think that's how that works. Yeah. I don't you might think be so. Right. Anyway, we got in trouble because we're Italian okay. and we right. use right. our hands. No, I have to use much. our hands. So, so no, I'm going to be no a little more. more stoic in my approach. I'm going to also not move. Uh, so we were talking about a, that transaction that we had. Uh, let's say yeah. use the name Patrice. Yeah, Patrice, and wonderful, wonderful oh, family. She's a sweet lady. Absolutely wonderful. She was an angel. Was a very difficult transaction. This was recent, yeah. uh, you know, in the fall market. So very mm -hmm. relevant to what we're seeing now. And, um, you know, I had shown them a couple houses and we finally found one. It was a multiple offer situation and we snagged that house. Um, you had pre-approved her for a conventional loan mm -hmm. and that's what we got accepted. You know, we went a little bit above asking and I created a relationship with the listing agent, which I feel is so, so important as a realtor in today's market. And we got the house and Patrice was so, so excited. The whole family was excited. And there was a little bit of... Um, it was an uphill, downhill, uphill, downhill journey, would you say? Yeah, I would. I mean, as I recall, so we had the pre-approval for a conventional mortgage, mm -hmm. and then Patrice was also moving her mom in. Yes. And we needed to do some renovations to the property to make it user-friendly for her mom. Exactly. And that was something that was decided after the fact. They right. weren't sure which direction. And once they got the offer accepted, they said, you know, maybe we want to look at a renovation loan. Right. So how, you know, and you, I mean, you tell this, is that possible? Yeah. So that's what we did in that situation. We had, had a regular conventional mortgage where they were just purchasing the property. And if they were going to do any renovations to the house, they were going to do them after they closed. Right. Well, as you kind of got deeper into it, 
they decided that they, it was critical for them to do these reno, renovations, for Patrice to do the renovations in order to have Ramon move in. So we switched everything. We switched everything to a renovation mortgage, which you can do, which essentially for, as listeners, you may not understand what a renovation mortgage is, but it essentially means that you can finance the cost of construction at the same time that you're purchasing the home. Which is fantastic it's to be able loan. to do. It's a great loan. The challenge we ran into, and you could speak to this better than I can, Samantha, is it's not exactly the way the contract was written up. Exactly. But how do you mitigate that? It's a very, very difficult subject area. So it's a very gray area. And you said it exactly. It's a contract issue. So when we put in that offer, I'm using my Italian hands again. Stop when, it. <laughs> when we put Nick in that has offer. A ruler. Nick is ready to just start like whacking our hands. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupt. No, you're fine. When we put in that offer, we had said we are going to be closing with a conventional loan in 45 days. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the reasons our offer was accepted because the seller liked the terms. And it was a great offer. Technically, on paper, you know, you if you change the terms of your financing, this the buyer, excuse me, the seller does have a right to cancel because you are no longer in the terms of the contract. So, as a real estate agent, it's a very, very tricky situation. I my main priority is my client and keeping and getting them the house, you know, getting them to the closing table on a property that they want. So. It was a very, very fine line. Relationships were key. And I don't think a lot of people understand how important this can be. If I didn't have the relationship I did and developed those tr the trust with the listing agent, mm. I don't think we would have gotten to the closing table. But at the end of the day also, w you and I, Greg, had to communicate to Patrice. <laughs> I love that we chose that name, by the way. <laughs> we had to communicate. She was lovely. I, she was absolutely yeah, my favorite. They're actually my neighbors now, Aww. so I love them. Um, we had to communicate to her what the risk was. Right. So I think when, you know, at the end of the day, our client comes first. And when we said, this is what we're looking at, A, B, and C, and we can do this for you, but you are risking. And, you know, it's a little bit out of our hands. It's on paper. It's, you know, we're going against our word. We can do this for you, but this is what we're risking. And once we said, we can still get you, you know, that loan. Mm -hmm. We can take care of you. We just have to do it a different way. Sure. Once we explained it and once we broke it down, mm -hmm. it was, um, I don't know, how would you say? It kind of went a lot. Yeah, went went smooth. Yeah, it was a, it was smooth sailing from there. Yeah, and you're right because I handle a, a lot of transactions and most of the time, that wouldn't work. Right. Because the seller's agent, the listing agent, just wouldn't be good with us switching it over to renovation loan because by nature, they're just a little more time intensive, right? Yeah. Take a little bit longer to do. You need quotes from builders. You need different things to make that transaction work. And just being able to restructure it and have everyone on the same page was, that doesn't happen every day. So... And the good news is we still got them that renovation loan, right? I think you're working on that right now for yeah. them. And yep. they can get mom in there. And they were able to close on the house, conventional. We got them in the door. We got to the closing table. And I know they're, I already know, I saw the plans. Mom's moving in. So we did it. <laughs> it's just a matter of, you know, really breaking it down for your client, yeah. explaining the situation, making sure they you have their best interests at heart. Yeah and uh, making sure that they're happy, like sure. we talked about before. Yeah, and kind of the, the wrap up on that is we went conventional to renovation, then we went back to conventional back to because conventional. that's how the, the buyer wanted to handle it at the end of the day. So right now everyone's happy, transaction got done, and you have a new neighbor. And I have a new neighbor. <laughs> and fantastic. I, I say to them, you know, and I don't think 
anybody sees this, but the behind the scenes for every single transaction is so different. It is so circumstantial and there's so much that goes into it and it's, right. it's important. Yeah, and you know what? That's what makes our, our industry as a whole, obviously working together is extremely important, but there's just, there's so many different things that go on back and forth. You know, really our job is to protect the, the consumer. Yeah. Protect the consumer from all the back and forth, any hostility that you're hearing, whether or not it's from an underwriting department, from an agent on the other end of the deal. There's always a lot of different moving parts, and that's really our job. Communication. Make them feel good. Communication. Make everyone feel good about what's, what's going on. At the same time, keeping them educated as to what's going on. You just hit the nail on the head. Keeping your client educated and informed, because sure. I know from friends and family that have worked with different people that not everybody does that, right. you know, not everybody takes the time to break it down and say, Hey, this is the next step. This is what we're looking at, or right. this is what I need from you. And everything looks great. Those little tiny details, all of that information matters. I'm it still does. using my hands. To yeah. Talk. And you know what it is? This is the bit for most people. It's the biggest financial commitment that they'll ever make. A hundred percent. Right. So when you're going to buy something that's a half a million dollars, and you're borrowing you know, $400,000 from the bank, it's a big transaction. So we all think about, oh, you buy a house and it just kind of moves through the process. You know, it doesn't always work that way. And just understanding that we have to lead them down the right path. Leading down the right path. And I know for me as a realtor, yeah. You know, I, I like to pride myself by getting you to the closing table. It's not offer accepted and see you, you know, next Wednesday. It's I will be there for you every step of the way. Yeah. So we get the offer accepted. And I think people are like, OK, your real, the realtor's job is done. That is so not the case. The right. realtor's job has just started. It's true. And I just don't think people see that sometimes. You know, getting the house is just the first step of many. And I feel like it's very important to have somebody that you trust, you connect with, that will communicate with you. Right. All parties involved, really, to really, like you said, get you the keys to an extremely important, you know, investment in your life. Yeah, no, no question about it. Uh, but it's, again, it's what it makes our job fun and, you know, to like that deal with Patrice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just so rewarding. At the end of the day, they get into the house. They couldn't be more thrilled. Oh, they, they had get... the little baby running oh, around. It was the best feeling. Yeah. You know, it really is a good feeling. It's why we do what we do, I feel yeah. like. Um, I love it, this industry. I do, too. And it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Even those sleepless nights. No, I'm just kidding. There's uh, none overrated. of those. You have a 14-month-old daughter. You're not I sleeping. Do. I don't sleep anyway, <laughs> so it's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like you know relationships are key. Communication is so important. Sure. And it's all about who you're working with you know, during these transactions. That yeah. will make all the difference. Yeah, no, no question about so it. So true. So, Samantha, I have a question for you. Okay. I'm How ready. did you end up in this industry? You know, it's a very good question. So I have, a, <laughs> I have a very dynamic background. Okay. Um, so I worked cruise ships for a very long time, believe really? it or not. Mm -hmm. Yep. I used to sing and perform and work on cruise ships. That was way back when, though, you know, out of college. And um, then after that, after I came back to land, I was a kindergarten teacher. You would never, I know, I know. I, I can kind of see that. You have a ton of patience. <laughs> I can definitely see that. The cruise ship, you caught me off guard with that one. I know. That's fantastic. I do, you know, I was theater in college. That's okay. Yeah, that's, that's way Where'd back when. Where'd you go when. to school? Wagner in okay. Staten Island. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like 
all of my career, previous careers have brought me to where I am today. Okay. Because when I worked on ships, I got an a tremendous amount of experience networking, performing, just really getting to know people and just being out there in that environment has made me so, you know, I'm just a people person now. I enjoy that. Then I, t I taught for a little bit and I absolutely loved it. Mm -hmm. um, it's a very demanding schedule. It's different. You know, I also like to be out and about and I like to show homes and do real estate. And but how'd you get into it? So I've who been introduced in it for almost, it? Okay. almost three years now. Okay. Um, I, so interesting when I bought my house, um, the agent that I bought my house, Jason from our office, ah. fantastic. He, we connected. And ever since then I've said, you know, this has been so interesting to me and I've loved the process and I would like to know more. And we connected, we stayed in touch, and a couple years ago, I knocked on Ocean Living's door, and I have just been learning and growing great ever since. So it's been an amazing couple of years. Yeah, you're doing a great job. Thank you. I really, really enjoy it. I um, Check out her billboard. <laughs> <laughs> there is a billboard. Yes, thank you, Greg. Um, but like I said, it's just something I really enjoy. Oh, I have great. kind of found my niche here in real estate, huh. so I hope to continue to grow and uh, and learn along the way. I feel like it's so important. You can never stop learning. I think we were just talking about no, this. No, you never can. I feel like people that have been in the business for 20 plus years. My kids think they can stop learning. Oh, is that how that works? <laughs> School's that, overrated. You don't, you don't need to go to school. Is that what Sophie's going to be telling? That's my 14-month-old. Right. She'll be saying, no, school, I don't need that. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I ended okay. up here at Ocean Living. It's a very, you know, I feel like a lot of my previous experiences have brought me to where I am today. It's only made me a stronger real estate agent. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to keep on growing and see where we oh, end up. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yes. Right, we know you have a billboard. <laughs> How else can people get in touch with you? Okay, so if you want to get in touch with me, there's a couple ways. Um, first of all, you can talk to me for a coffee. I love to sit and chat. That's my favorite thing to do. And of course, if you ever have questions about the real estate market, I would love to answer them for you. So my cell phone uh, is 908-489-0544. And if my 14-month-old, I'm just kidding, she won't answer the phone. <laughs> she does sometimes, though. Um, and then I also have an Instagram that I post on often. It's Samantha Sells NJ and two underscores there. Okay. There was another Samantha selling in New Jersey. Isn't that crazy? Really? I know. I had to do two Maybe underscores. Two, not just one, two. Two. Two underscores. Samantha Sells NJ, two underscores. That's great. And we'll put your information on here as well in case anyone has to reach out to you directly. That's awesome. I would appreciate that. Yeah. Our pleasure. Well, thank you so much. For taking the time. You today, are Samantha. so welcome. This uh, has been great to so see you. much fun. We got to do it again sometime. Please. I would love to. <laughs> and for those of you out there, we want to thank you again for joining us today. And please check us out, Your Mortgage Process on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all your different social media networks. And we look forward to catching up with you in the future. Sounds good. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Your Mortgage Process, hosted by Greg Wareham, produced by Greg Wareham and Nick Pavise at The Social Rift, and executively produced by The Social Rift. Thank you again for tuning in, and we look forward to catching up with you next week.